up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Vital Vita podcast with me, Taylor Noriega, and uh, my lovely assistant slash producer, Eric Sarsena. What's up? What up? What up? What up? And we today are going to be diving into something we touched on um, last week, which is pretty much, you know, why not uh, why why taking care of your own nutritional health, why caring about the quality of the foods that you eat actually impacts the environment and um, and the community around you. Um, but before we kick off today's episode, um, I let's see, we wanted to start off with a recipe of the day because we want to start off with. Oh, we're just, starting with that. Yes, we're gonna start. <laughs> with, <laughs> we're gonna start um, with just some food suggestions, um, something a little fun, uh, you know, something you can add to your day, or if it sounds delicious, you can make it. You know, send us a picture and uh, tag us in it. So yeah, definitely. What do we got? Okay, so yeah, so I, I kind of had this idea of. You know, it, it's it's easier said than done, you know, to tell people it's not that hard to make yourself, you know, healthier foods, healthier snacks, rather than just grabbing something off the shelf. And uh, so we kind of put that into, into practice and saw, you know, if there was recipes out there for the world that were just easy, something, you know, some of these are going to be maybe like one or two ingredients, you can boom, 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 go. Um, some are going to be that some that you can prep the night before, whatever it may be. Uh, but the first one is everybody's favorite avocado toast um but this Woo. is avocado toast my way because i like to get you know I, I i like fatty foods because they make me feel like you know what i mean they make me feel full they make me feel like there's like some sensation about it that's just it's just good you know what i mean and when you get those good fats there's like double goodness exactly from so it. we want to make sure that we're getting the good fats uh so this is something that i do and i actually did this today i, I was hungry but I had eaten lunch, uh, right? Eaten breakfast, and I was I wasn't really feeling like a big lunch, so I made myself some avocado toast. So first of all, you get your toast, really easy. Uh, but the difference with mine is, so what you're gonna do? So my this recipe itself is gonna make about six of them, six five to six avocado toast, depending on how heavy you go, uh, and how much you spread them. So you take a full avocado, uh, you know, dice it up, put it into in your bowl, uh, then you're going to follow that up with three hard-boiled eggs. So it's kind of like an avocado egg salad, uh, and then mix them mix them really well. Um, I like to spritz a, like, a little bit of lemon, so I have lemon juice, but if you get a fresh lemon, that's obviously the best. Um, but you, you, you get your lemon juice in there, uh, and I feel like that activates the flavors in the avocado. Like avocado's got really good flavor, but if you add that little hint of lemon, it just it just it just elevates it. Brings you know, it just thing. takes yeah. So a little bit of le of lemon juice, uh, throw that in there. I'd say a couple te teaspoons, not not a lot, uh, and just mix it. Usually that's that's really good enough. Um, but I like mine really creamy, so you can use a good mayo uh, or cottage cheese. Those are my two options for when I need something to be creamier. Um, whether it's my uh, egg salad, tuna salad, whatever it is, mayo, or, but I'm talking like a spoonful, like your regular kitchen spoon, put it in there just to get that creaminess in there, mix it up, uh, and then just a little bit of salt and pepper to taste. Give it that, give it that good texture. Yeah. Nice. And then pretty simple, you just spread it on your toast. I like to finish it off with my everything but the bagel seasoning, which is like my one of my like saviors um if you like hot sauce throw a couple dabs of hot sauce of your favorite hot sauce in there and there you go you got a good snack 
Voila. I'm going to try. I know I'm for sure going to try that tomorrow. That sounds, yeah. And I'm, I'm here to give some of the, some of the ingredients suggestions. So when it comes to the toast part, typically I usually suggest people use sourdough or sprouted grains. Uh, Cause I use whatever bread you told my wife to buy. So that's on you. <laughs> I need to go double check what I told her to buy. Then. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so typically sourdough because um, sourdough comes with its own, um, what is it, uh, enzymes to, you know, help help you digest it um, in case, you know, gluten is, is something that you are sensitive to. Uh, sprouted grains, I also suggest because those ones are a little more nutrient dense. Um, another one that is uh, a lot easier to break down and um, a little bit better for your system than just straight up, you know, gluten or some of the breads that tend to have sugars in them. Um, and then of course, you know, if you're, if you're, um, if you got celiacs, you know, gluten is just not for you at all. Uh, any kind of gluten-free bread is, is good. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's see. And then for the mayo or the cottage cheese, I highly recommend primal kitchen mayo, uh, because it's going to be all the good high quality ingredients. It's literally going to be just, um, you know, the egg, the vinegar, the salt. Um, but I thought mayo was bad. Mayo's not bad. Oh. It just depends which I feel like mayo that's a you common, buy. Like, that's common for people. Like they think like uh, mayo, fat, like no mm -hmm. bueno. Yeah, no, that's hold on. Let me let me bring up the the ingredients right now. But mayonnaise is actually not bad for you. There's vinegar in it, which you know, vinegar's uh a good um what is it, blood sugar regulator. And you know, it's got let's let's see. And it's got organic egg yolks egg yolks are great there's lots of nutrients in egg yolks um what else avocado oil love it sea salt organic rosemary extract herb literally nothing wrong with rosemary just a little bit of flavor um it mayonnaise gets bad when they put like canola oil and soybean oil and things like that in so it's it. all about and the ingredients in there yes yes okay and most mayos have like sugars and stuff like that too which mm -hmm. sugar isn't bad you just like a lot of the times people don't know how much they're getting because they'll go oh this ketchup looks great oh this this condiment looks great or oh this food or this bread looks great and by the end of the day every single thing that they've eaten has sugar in it but they don't know right because mm -hmm. a lot of the times people don't check the ingredients so yeah, so that's what I, oh yeah, and then cottage cheese, I suggest Nancy's cottage cheese because that's literally just milk, um, cream, enzymes, probiotics, like that's, that's it. It's the basics. It's all you need um, without all the extra, the extra stuff that some people like to put in it. I love it. I love it. See, look, yeah, yeah. You, you learn new things. Even I'm learning because, you know, previous to our conversation before, like I was like, oh, like I don't want to say this recipe because then she's going to say, oh, it has mayo in there. But no, I guess no, the mayo is bueno. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, you know, that's why I, I, that's one thing I love about my job is that people go, oh, like, okay, I guess I have to give up my favorite food. I'm like, no, you don't. You know, we just have to find better ingredients. Like um, so yeah. Mayo, the right mayo is good for you. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. And from my understanding, you're getting some good healthy fats from the avocado, some protein from the yes. eggs. Uh, so it's, you know, it's a yeah. nice little, There's some little folic super acid, toast. magnesium, you're getting choline from the eggs. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's honestly a very, a very, very good breakfast. I would highly suggest anybody Whoa. start their day All with. Right. That you anybody know, start their day with. So you guys go ahead and try this recipe out, you know, post a picture, tag us. We'd love to see it and yeah, see if definitely. you guys liked it too. Um, but speaking of, you know, high quality ingredients in our foods, um, that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, 
how looking into the quality of your food affects the environment and your community. So first off, we're going to start with the benefits of just making that healthy change and just making that change into going uh, into the quality of your food. Um, so I'm just going to start off with a couple of studies. One showed that increasing, so I mean, increasing the quality of your food obviously in turn increases the micronutrient density of your diet. Hold and on, hold on. The what, the micro what? The <laughs> <laughs> the micronutrient density. So we know what macronutrients are, right? We've got proteins, carbs, and fats. Um, and within our foods, we have something called micronutrients. And those are the vitamins and the minerals and all the essential nutrients that our body needs. Oh. Um, there are some nutrients that our bodies can make on their own. And then there are others that are known as, you know, essential amino acids or essential fatty acids. And those are essential because those are the ones that our bodies cannot make on their own. So it's really important to have you know, um, a lot of micronutrients in your diet, while also having a, a large variety of micronutrients in your diet. Um, and so focusing on quality of food helps increase that, increase that diversity. Um, and there was a study that showed that, um, what is it? Subjects who were going through uh, weight loss journeys, those that had a higher micronutrient profile, lost the weight and kept it off long term more successfully than the other group did. Uh, there was another study that was done where there were two groups that were eating the exact same amount of calories, but different micronutrient densities, one low, one high. And the more dense, the higher dense group micronutrient dense. Oh my God. The higher micronutrient density group lost weight while the other group maintained and some even increased their weight in that. Uh -huh. Yes. And so it, it, you know, it, it, this also kind of reflects the effects of inflammation as well. So when you're not eating high quality foods, your foods tend to be a little more inflammatory. Um, so, you know, your body's not getting the nutrients that it needs and it's getting inflammation. So that kind of explains why not only did so they maintain, but they when may When you say increased. inflammatory, like what, do you, what, what does that mean exactly? Like where are you, like where is it making you inflammatory? Because that's something that I've always, I've heard people say like, this is inflammatory. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, am I going to turn yeah. into Violet from Willy Wonka? <laughs> or like what, like what does, like what are the, because I think a big part of knowing, of, of making the change and, and realizing the change is knowing like the bad stuff. Like, what are you supposed to be looking at? What What are these like inflammatory, like these big words? What are, <laughs> to me, they're big words, but no. I'm also. But like, what, yeah. what What are you talking about when you mean inflammatory? Honestly, that's a really good question because I feel like people throw that word around and they mm -hmm. don't even like. Some people don't even know what they're mean, like what they're saying when they throw it around. They're like, oh, inflammation, inflammation, and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well you know, do you know what's becoming inflamed? Um, and you know, it, it ranges from a, what you're eating and, um, B, I mean the person even. So, you know, for a, a very common area of inflammation is, is the gut, right? Heard so, that. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so, you know, that's why like, let's say you ate something that you're like sensitive to, or let's say you ate like a real big meal, you know, from, from McDonald's, right? That's, obviously all the ingredients there, everything's going to be highly inflammatory. You're going to be bloated and you're going to be like, oh, like full. And, and it's going to feel like you have a gut bomb in your stomach, right? Because there's a lot of inflammation going on because your body's trying to deal with this. Um, it also can refer to, to cellular inflammation because again, let's say you're sensitive to something. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be a really like TMI example, but you know, for myself, if I have sucralose or if I have artificial sweeteners, I get back acne. That's a form of inflammation, right? Ah. So that's like, that's like a, a reaction that I'm having because, you know, my body does not like, um, 
doesn't like in- ingesting artificial sweeteners. And most people, most people's bodies don't like ingesting artificial sweeteners. There's, there's a lot of evidence that shows that there's a lot of negative uh, effects that happen when you consume artificial sweeteners. Um, it just, it ranges from person to person. Like for That's myself, yeah. So for myself, it, 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 you know, it turns into back acne, but to other people, it may not show up physically, but there are effects happening inside their body. So inflammation kind of ranges and it's, it's, it is a very broad term, but, um, it is, it's, it's, let's put it, it's the best explanation for a food that it's like, Hey, you probably just shouldn't eat that. Like, yeah. cause it's just not, it's a good, it's a good word for saying there are, there are a number of bad things that could be happening in your system, but here's an umbrella term. So mm-hmm. I don't have to like, dive into every little thing that might be going on okay you know that makes sense because like i so it, it sounds like it can kind of be either internal or external it just depends like you mm-hmm. said on the person because yeah every time i hear the word inflammatory like to me there's like two meanings like i said it's either violet from willy wonka where she just like blows up <laughs> like, just... and i think i'm like am i gonna like puff up like a puffer fish or <laughs> like i think like injuries where like your you know your body's like you know, when your ankle swollen because you rolled it or whatever. So that's what I I'm like. Mm-hmm. But I, I never noticed. But I do notice like if I eat like especially right now, like I haven't had fast food in like two months, I think. Like and I, and I got McDonald's Jack and Rocks here. So I would go and get like some Ooh. nuggets or whatever. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I, I didn't eat it regularly, but I ate it maybe like once every week or two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It would just mm-hmm. quick go quickly get something during my lunch. And, and you're right. Like I feel like if I went to go eat like a burger right now, even if I didn't get full, I would just feel like garbage. Yeah. So I now now my mind it now it's of, yeah. inflammatory. And you know that's so. I've funny. been inflammated. Yeah. You've I don't <laughs> know if that's the proper term. <laughs> yeah, you've been, so you, you mentioned um, violet like blowing up like a puffer fish, and that's that's actually there's another example of inflammation right there. You know, it's like let's say uh, you've been eating a lot of inflammatory foods, you've had a lot of stress oh on my God, your body. Is Willy Wonka's candy inflammatory? That just made me Probably. think of that. You know what? You I know wanna, what? You just ruined someone's childhood. I was about to say, I want to I want to talk. I want to speak to Mr. Wonka. I want to I want to know what ingredients him and those little minions. There, there's what are some they called? things you can't substitute. You can't substitute Willy <laughs> Wonka. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop you right there because that's, okay. that's just something you don't. That's that's blasphemy. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, Violet was probably expressing some form of inflammation because, you know, when there's a lot of stressors on the body, you get high cortisol. High cortisol tends to cause us, you know, to retain water. And then the whole, you feel like a puffer fish. You feel like you're puffing up. But that's all a result of inflammation. And just, I mean, chronic, it's, it's a, that's a whole other thing in in and of itself that we could get into. But I really, I kind of hate that that's a great example because that was her putting something in her body that, she didn't know what was in there and, and just and it yep. bit her in the butt look so. what happened to her there you go. exactly she got she got inflammated <laughs> she got inflammated <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna make a big word oh now. my god i love it no it's it's i love it we're gonna start creating terms okay yeah. um and... we create science here <laughs> so so yeah so basically um as what i was talking about before with the with the studies about the micronutrient densities and everything so just increasing your quality of food is going to increase the micronutrient density of your diet therefore you know you're going to see a positive impact and this goes back to what i was saying last week when i when i was talking about how you know with with certain clients I don't even, half the time, I don't even have them count calories in the beginning. I just have them make certain substitutions, like their mayonnaise. Where are you getting your mayonnaise from? Your, um, what's another good example? Your your cottage cheese. I can only think of the things that we, your soda. Like, you know, what kinds of, you know, what kinds of, what what in what ways are you hydrating yourself? What are you using for salad dressings? It's like just certain, certain 
uh, foods in the diet just from swapping them out to a different brand that's less inflammatory that might actually have anti-inflammatory type foods inside of them. That actually, you know, makes the biggest difference before we even start counting our calories. Um, So that's why, you know, just focusing on the quality of your food is, is so, so important. So when I when I talk about high quality food, you know, let's just go into some examples like meat, for example, right? Um, the highest quality type meat that you could go for is one that is organic, that is grass fed and grass finished, um, and that is pasture raised. So not one that can that comes from a feedlot where it's eating you know corn and and soy meals uh, its entire life. You know, it's you've you're going to be eating a cow that's been you know growing up happy on a pasture and and eating tons of grass and everything and and those uh that meat tends to have again higher micronutrient profiles than the other cow does there is lots of inflammation sickness diseases in those other cows um whereas the higher quality meats are the ones where you know you're going to see beneficial a beneficial impact on your body and so it's kind of where it's unfair when People talk about how like, oh, red meat causes cancer, red meat, you know, causes cardiovascular diseases. And it's like, okay, well, who are you studying here? Like, are you studying the people who go to McDonald's every day? Because, you know, those are big red meat eaters are the people who have burgers and, you know, eat like a lot of other, um, you know, like high sugar foods alongside their red meat. Um, But we're not looking into the quality of the red meat that people are eating. We're kind Mm -hmm. of putting it in a, um, we're generalizing it. Yeah. You know, and so you are what you eat eats, if that makes sense. So if your yeah. cows are eating good, you're eating good. Yeah, you are what you eat eats. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so that's that's one good example of, um, you know, high quality food. This is why and I'm going to show this to my wife is this is why we should only eat Wagyu beef in this house. <laughs> That's that's gonna be my goal. I I that's you know what those cows live good lives. I wanna I wanna be rich. So I, the only reason I wanna be rich is not for the expensive expensive like cars or houses. I just wanna be able to eat wagyu uh, instead of regular meat because wagyu. So for those that don't know what wagyu beef is, this is a uh, it's primarily in Japan. True wagyu beef comes from Japan, but it is beef that has lived ten times better life than I have. They eat the best foods. They eat. They are like some of them are massage. Some I was of them about are like to say, don't they of. get massages? Every yeah, day? and they 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 live a life to where their body develops natural like fatty, uh, like the meat basically gets marbleized with fat just because they don't have to live that like strenuous life of a regular cow. You know, they and it creates this meat that just literally melts in your mouth. We just had Wagyu like two weeks ago when we were yeah. at our super at the Super Bowl party. Oh my god! Um, and it just literally it just melted in. It was amazing. Yeah, we had you like could, you couple could pieces. taste how good of a life that cow yeah. had. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah, <laughs> like this this cow never struggled no. until the end. No. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was amazing, and um, yeah. So typically, those those healthier cows come from from places where they're practicing the regenerative. Um, farming Mm -hmm. and that ties into the environment so when you've got you know somebody who's um practicing or when you've got you know a small farm that's practicing regenerative farming um there's a lot less co there's less co2 emissions involved with that um on top of the fact that you know you're not destroying the topsoil you're actually again regenerating it 
with the cows. And then, you know, there's crop cycling. If you guys, if you guys want to learn more about this, go into better detail than what I'm able to describe. Um, there's a really good book called Sacred Cow um, by, I believe it's Rob Wolf and Diane something. Um, they also have a, sorry, I, I know her name, but it's like, I'm, it's, it's, what's the name of the book? It's called Sacred Cow. And Sacred they also, Cow. they also have a documentary out now. They do a much, much better job of describing how this regenerative farming practice works and why it's so much better for um, our environment and our, you know, our, the greenhouse gas issue that we have going on right now. Um, another supplemental uh, documentary to that is called Kiss the Ground. And that movie goes into how horrible our degenerative farming practices are right now. So basically conventional practices where they just have these massive feedlots and they just have, you know, one farm like of just this massive plot of land that is designed to only grow one crop at a time and they till up all that soil, they they destroy all the soil and they just try to plant the same crop all over again. Well, and this is also like it's a good, you know, segue into knowing like where your meat come from comes from because, yeah. you know, there's like bigger companies they're you know what i mean it's it's numbers you know what i mean they're they're literally have like you said herds and herds of cows because they can afford it whereas you know your local ranchers out in colorado and i'm saying colorado because i i watch the ranch a lot you know what i mean <laughs> Me the, the your local farmers you know they're they're having whereas a, a big company would have like a thousand cows in their herd this local farmer's got maybe 150 200 and, you know, they're allowed to graze in bigger lands. They're allowed to just kind of, you know, live a, a better life. They're not just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, they're, you know, they, they, they take care of, they take pride and take care of where they're, exactly. of, of their cows. And that's why, that's why a lot of, um, a lot of the times when I, when I look for meat, I look for that, uh, you know, humanely raised stamp too, mm -hmm. because that also um, speaks to the quality of the cow's life um, as well. And, you know, think about, think about humans, you know, it's like when we're under a lot of stress, you know, we end up having, um, dysfunctional or even just like elevated cortisol levels all the time, which has a horrible impact on our body. We just talked about inflammation and how cortisol can make us puff up, makes us retain water, causes us to be tired all the time, tired and wired all the time. You know, it's got all these negative side effects. So why, why would you want to eat a meat that lived a life like that? Why would you, why would, I mean, and then also that's kind of sad to think about, right? I, I like thinking that, we have farms where cows can live these happy lives and that we can enjoy their meat, thank them for that, you know, that nutrition that we received and everything. Um, so there's a little bit of gratitude that, that goes with it, but it's just at the same time, it's like, I mean, think about a cow that's growing up on a feedlot, probably has high cortisol levels, has, you know, a bunch of hormonal imbalances. Um, and there's, there's just so many other issues that come with these feedlots. Why would you, why would you want to eat that? over the happy cow, over the cow that lived that good life that was like ugh, like stress-free on, stress on a pasture, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and just real quick for the folks at home, uh, the book is called Sacred Cow, The Case for Better Meat, and it's by Diana Rogers and Rob Wolf. I knew so it. I just wanted to make sure that I knew it was Rogers. That. I just didn't want to guess and be wrong. Yeah, no worries, no worries. That's what I'm here for. We fact check. Uh, no, and, and you're right. It's kind of one of those where like, and, and don't get me wrong, just because they're a big company, doesn't mean that they're because there's some companies that will buy the cows from local ranchers and if you and think about it this way local ranchers uh, and i've had a lot of family that that were ranchers and friends that you know all over the, you know they take pride in their cows if their cows are good quality that's their name that's their livelihood it's not a 
uh, a company where it's like, oh, quarter two, we had, you know, $100,000 loss. And it's like, okay, we'll recover. No, it's, this is their life. Like if they don't put good cows, that's their name. And then the next season, they're not, their cows aren't being bought for as high of a number or at all because they put out bad cows. So if they're putting out good stuff, they can continue to basically to feed their family. So it's kind of this like big, like ecosystem where you're, 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 if you're buying from those local ranchers or you're buying from the company that buys from local ranchers, you're, you're helping yourself and you're helping the environment. It's kind of cool. Exactly. Yes. The environment and the economy. Um, and that's, yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, I'm, I love that you brought that up because this ties into the second point, right? Going into going, you know, really focusing on high quality nutrition for yourself, not only impacts the environment, but your community, you know, the economy and everything like that. So right now, you know, we think to ourselves like, oh, these high quality meats and these organic foods, they're so expensive. And, you know, there is that one quote where it's like, hey, if you don't uh, invest in your wellness now, you'll have to pay for your illness later, which is true, right? If you're not going, if you're not looking at high quality foods, you are going to have to pay, you know, medical bills someday um, for the diseases that you pick up from not caring about your nutrition. Um, But aside from that, uh, your dollar is your vote. And I Uh feel like that's, it's been overused, but it's so true. And this is, I'm going to recommend another book here. Um, You know, if you guys want to research this and go into more detail about it, it's called Food Fix and it's by Dr. Mark Hyman. And he goes into, again, not only just, you know, quality of our food, but also how it can help fix our economy. So if we have more people who are purchasing those high quality meats, those organic uh, fruits and veggies, the pasture raised cows and and the cage free chickens and everything that, you know, the, the food companies see that and they see, OK, more people are buying these products. We need to, you know, open up more lines of, of different types of these products or we need to open up more mm-hmm. options and more options means price. Um, what is that called? Uh, price pricing wars or whatever they're mm-hmm. called. Um, competition. Yeah. yeah. It causes competition and pricing. So now there has to be a more affordable company that can come out with this with a similar product. Yeah. Right. But there's not. There's not a market for it just yet because, you know, we've got, we have areas with food swamps that don't even have like a Safeway or a Whole Foods like around in their area. They don't have access to that. So, so it takes the people who can afford to buy those things to buy them, you know, whenever they can, because not only does it benefit you and your family to eat those foods, but it's in the long term, it's going to benefit everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I can confirm that Food Fixes by Mark Hyman. I just want to make sure for the folks. Thank you. I know I saw you researching that and I was like, I know who this guy is. (laughs) No, and and kind of to to take it into like a bigger note and don't get me wrong. I, I'm guilty of this all all, as well. There's some times when you're just like, I don't really care. I just want to buy my food and go, but it it translates into pretty much everything that you do. You know what I mean? And like an example for myself is I'm, I'm I'm a really big hobbyist, so I like to tinker. I like to play with RC cars and planes and whatever. Um, and instead of going to like the big name like like Amazon, right, which is easy, I can go and click a button and it's at my house in two days. Instant gratification. Yeah, but then I think about like if I go to my local hobby shop, I'm not just helping. Like if I go to Amazon, Jeff Bezos gets another Lamborghini, right? <laughs> <laughs> cool good, that's a good you know what i mean i don't i don't want to sit here and, and you know hey the man hustled he got his money whatever i I'd hate rather... that thought so much that i'm like i don't want to <laughs> i yeah. don't want to pay and i use amazon all the time so i'm not even gonna you know it's just and so whatever but uh <laughs> but i'd rather go to my local hobby shop and where my money is gonna go to get little Susie her bike next year or pay for her dance recital or pay for this where it's i'm putting that money back into my community yeah 
which is what I like. And it's the same thing with food, right? If you're buying the right food, you're helping your local ranchers, you're helping your local, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, your local cream cheese people. I don't don't know (laughs) what what you're buying, but right. You're putting the money back into that and it's going to allow you to keep, keep having those products Mm because you know what I mean? The reality is that Amazon and big companies like that have made it so that the small guy struggles. Yeah. And we don't want that. We want to help the small guy. Yeah. Because helping the small guy helps us. Exactly. I used to, you know, pre-COVID, um, I used to, uh, what is it? Nate and I used to go to the, the farmer's market every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I wanted to buy our produce. That's, that's right. I have honey. I love honey. And that's, I always go to farmer's markets for honey. We would get olive oil and avocado oil. Mm -hmm. We would get, you know, so much. And there's just, there's something about, you know, not only seeing the face behind the food that you're buying, but knowing the person too. Right. And it's like, you go regularly, you get to know them. Um, and yeah, it's just, there's, there's something so satisfying about just going to your local, local farmer's market, making that human connection with the person who's growing your food, who's producing your food. And you know that it's coming from, you know, a small family farm and it's not coming from a feedlot. It's not coming from a processing factory. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it's like the one, it's the one grocery trip where not like half, where half of the stuff that we buy doesn't come out of a plastic bag. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So it's, it just, it all, it all ties together in the end. Um, again, you benefit from it. Your family benefits from it. Just all around, you know, you feel better. You wake up refreshed in the morning. You've got more energy throughout the day. Um, it's it's worth it to take a look into the quality of your food. And not just the quality of your food, but, you know, where it's being sourced, um, you, you know, where it's coming from, all that good stuff. And, and I'm glad you said farmer's market because that's, you know what I mean? It, it's kind of one of those where it, it's... It's more than just going out and buying food. Like I can tell you right now, if my wife came in here and said, we have zero groceries, like let's go to the grocery store, I would cry like a child. I would I would put on a full tantrum like a toddler and say, I don't want to go. But if, it's, you know, Sunday comes around, it's like, let's go to the farmer's market. I'm like, oh, cool. Because I know that there, it's, it's an experience. It's like, you know, there's art. There's more than just food. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's music. Whatever it is, right? Every farmer's market's different, but it's a little bit nicer and... I, I'm a very big people person, so I like I'll, I'm the kind of guy that will sit there and chat with the farmer about his honey for five hours, and it, it's just a lot. And, and it's a way for her and I to get out and go and ha- we walk. We, we it, it just it, it's a snowball effect, you know what I mean? Whereas where I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, all right, let's see if we can get two, three hundred dollars worth of food in ten minutes and get out. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm just like, let's go home, <laughs> yeah. right? And there's something about the grocery yeah. store where you just put your head down and you're like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I, I just want to, I just want to get my stuff, want to get my stuff and get out. Like, mm-hmm. there's just, there's no personal. Although I am, I, I will admit, I am that person that talks to the cash, re- the cashier at the register. Sometimes they hate me and sometimes <laughs> they like me. There's one girl, there's one really nice girl at Sprouts who, uh, is just has been very very kind to me, and so I just shout out to her for you know, yeah, <laughs> humoring my conversation. Yeah, and um, you got me thinking about honey because so we're we're in California and Northern California, and we're blessed with we have a lot of farm towns around here, and there's there's I found like the best honey that I've ever had in my life. It's like a berry honey, and I love it with my teas, like sleepy time tea, whatever tea, chamomile, whatever tea I'm drinking. I'm a lemon okay. tea guy. That's my favorite tea. It is the best honey, but it's in Watsonville, and you can only get it at this one little farm stand, 
And now you made me think about it. So now I got to go to Watsonville, which Watsonville, for those that don't know where we are, it's 35, 45 minutes away from us. Damn, so that must be some good honey. It's great. It's great. There's also like, and, and uh, when we were in Monterey, when we lived in Monterey, um, Watsonville is very close to Monterey. Um, it was always really cool because the local grocery store actually uh, carried stuff from a local farm uh, and they carried their pies, which were like the best pies in the world. Have you ever, have you ever heard of Gizditch Ranch? No. This is definitely like if for whatever reason, if anybody at Gizditch Ranch is listening to this, just know that I'm your number one fan because it's, it's <laughs> one of those places where you can go like apple picking and mm-hmm. whatever fruits and season that they that they grow. You can go and pick your own straight out of the tree, you know, go pay for it. And it's stupid cheap. And uh, they also have like a, a cafeteria that in, in their ranch where they sell their pies, they sell food. And let me tell you that these pies, once you've had a Gizditch French, uh, Gizditch Farms pie, you will never eat a different, another pie in your life. And you know what? That, again, goes to show the quality of the ingredients Mm -hmm. makes the food that much more delicious. And I promise you that recipe that we talked about in the very, very beginning, if you buy, you know, the mayo and the type of bread and the, the type of cottage cheese that I suggested, it will taste 500 times better than Mm -hmm. if you went for, you know, your average big name brand of that stuff. And so same thing with those pies because it's a small farm, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm positive those pies are made from scratch. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. They are. Like there. You literally, you go and order and sometimes they're like made to order because there's such a line that like they run out. So they're making pies throughout the day. That's that's what baffles me is how we are able to – I feel like I feel like at this point we are in so far deep that people don't even realize that they are sacrificing flavor. They're sacrificing taste yeah. for cheaper products mm-hmm. and for foods that like are barely even food anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like 100 percent. You know, if I have um, a client who's like, hey, I really, really want to eat this pie like it's my favorite. I would literally be like, yes, go go and eat this pie rather than going to Costco and eating whatever the heck comes out of that plastic yeah. bin that they have in there. Mm-hmm. Because I'm positive, number one, the ingredient list is going to be half the size and it's going to taste so much better. Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy it and it's going to be way less harmful for your body than if you went to, to Costco or if you picked up like a Safeway cake or something like that. I'm gonna next time we go to Monterey, I'm gonna see I'm gonna see what's in season, I'm gonna bring some pie. Because do it. so they have like their apple pies are the best because they're an apple farm. Like the best. But my favorite is they have a, what's they call it like a, it's like a very berry pie, and it's like a razzleberry kind of pie, or it it just got like a mixture of like different berries, like raspberry, blueberry, all that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the sweetest, tangiest sensation. Like you, you have you can ask my wife. She like I turn into a child. That's like story of my (laughs) life. I turn into a child. Either when I'm really happy or when I'm really cranky. So that's kind of my, <laughs> like how you can tell where I'm at, like on my like spectrum of, of feelings. Oh my and God. it's just like, I will, I will fight someone for this pie. <laughs> yeah. Like when I find food that I like, like it's I'm, worse than a line at Costco for the yeah, free samples. Yeah. I am like, I am adamant about like, no, this is my pie. This is my honey. This is my brand. So it's like, and, and, and it, it can be hard to make the change too. like even with some like healthy stuff like I'm like no 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 like this is my brand or there's some things that like I just won't substitute like my hot sauces like I gotta have a certain kind of hot sauce or whatever it may be mm-hmm. um but you know we, we try yeah yeah and now I mean since we're on the on the topic of dessert 
you need to buy that pie, bring it, you know, bring it over to our place. And then we're going to bring some tin pot creamery ice cream. And I was just looking up, I'm looking up the ingredients on that ice cream right now because, um, so typically what I've seen, like, let's say you're at the grocery store, people say like, Hey, if you're going to have ice cream, go for Haagen-Dazs because that's like the one ice cream that's literally just, you know, milk, cream, sugar, water, um, whatever. Whereas like all the other ones have high fructose corn syrup. They've got preservatives, gums, all this other sorts of crazy, unnecessary stuff. Um, and I'm looking at Tim Pot Creamery and look at this. We've got cream, non-fat milk, cane sugar, egg yolk, which I think honestly is the, is the kicker. Um, buttermilk, flour, brown sugar, fair trade, semi-sweet chocolate. Yeah. Um, baking powder, vanilla extract, pure peppermint extract, and kosher salt. Beautiful. Yeah, and, and what people like what kind of going back to what you said that people are sacrificing flavor. I just think most people don't know that like minimal ingredients are possible. Your food yeah. does not have to have all of these hard words that you cannot pronounce it in the ingredients. It doesn't have to have a novel on the back of the yeah. package. You know and it doesn't I mean? have to come out of a package. Realistically, ice cream, I can make ice cream with like two ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cream, whatever your flavor is. You crush up some mango, put it in there. Put it in a bag of ice and uh, what's it? It's rock salt. Mm-hmm. Shake it up. You make ice cream. Boom. Easy. There it is. It was a science project in like fourth grade. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to have all that stuff and it tastes mm-hmm. delicious. And I think I think for some people it's um they're they're buying uh it's that instant gratification right they're they're buying convenience right um but the thing is is that there's more convenient options right so it's like you said you could you could easily make it at home which would probably be the best right there's good better best so the best option would probably be buying the ingredients yourself knowing what's in your food making it at home and that's going to be the best thing for you but on the good better best there's better which is you know things like tin pot or hagen dazs like if you're gonna go for ice creams go for one of those because you can pronounce all of the ingredients you know what everything is and then there's you know everything that's like at the bottom of the list which is all that other stuff with the preservatives and the and the additives and just this again like you said the stuff you can't pronounce um and then that's when the flavor starts to starts to go away mm-hmm. i made a mistake guys i actually looked up kids this ranch to see if they were open so i can bring some pie next time i i go uh they are uh, and I looked at all the pies they have. Let me just read you. They have a lullaberry pie, boysenberry, raspberry, blackberry, very berry, which is the best, apple, apple, olali, 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 I don't know what that is. <laughs> apple raspberry, which sounds delicious. I didn't know that was a combination. Dutch apple, Dutch berry, Dutch apple. And then they have a bunch of seasonal ones. Strawberry, strawberry, rhubarb, apricot, pumpkin. Like, this oh is, they have sugarless ones. Like, if this is giving anyone a sweet craving, I personally apologize. <laughs> but you know, it, the, but it, it it goes to show that this is the kind of show that we're we have here is where we're not just telling you, go eat salad. Yeah. Go eat, you know, go eat like a rabbit, because that's not, it's not sustainable. It's not realistic. No. It's not sustainable. If I had to give up pie for the rest of my, I'm not even a big pie guy, but if I had to give up pie for the rest of my life, I'm like, no. I'm not it's doing not it. It's not worth living anymore. No, that's not a life that I want to live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so it's, we're more so on the side of like, hey, if you're going to eat, if you're going to have pie, eat your pie. Make sure it's good pie and don't ever, ever sacrifice flavor. Exactly. Because it's just, yeah, it's not worth it. And it's, oh my God, better for your taste buds, better for you, better for everyone. Let's do this. If, if, so I, by now, if you're listening to this, you should have already been following Prevital Fitness. Tag Prevital Fitness in your pie. Next time you have a slice of pie, let us know what kind of pie you're liking because 
now I, now I'm all about pie, and I'm gonna see if we can go this weekend to go get some pie. Same. Oh my god, you have to you have to bring back that honey too. I'm gonna find it. I, I want to try it. that honey. It is like the best honey. Yes. Yeah, because there's a lot of. I mean, hey, there's a lot of uh, positive things coming back about honey these days. You know, people were kind of scared of it because oh my gosh, it's too much sugar. But hey, again, like I said. Sugar is not entirely bad. You just want to make sure that you know where it's coming from, right? Because it's like if you've got if you've got sugar hidden in, in a lot of your ingredients, by the end of the day, you end up eating what upwards of like two hundred grams. Didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. You know, sugar blood sugar has been spiked all day long. Um, so it's really just all all about knowing where it is in your food and being able to control it, keeping it under. Typically, like my my general recommendation is keeping it under seventy to hundred grams per day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, obviously everyone's different. If you've got insulin, you know, issues. If you've got you know blood glucose issues, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Talk to your doctor. Your doctor. Um, but what is it? But there's actually a lot of nutritional benefits that come with honey. Um, first and foremost, it's an antibacterial. Um, and what is it? There was another one delicious. that I was literally just that's reading up on. It's delicious. Oh my god, it's delicious. Well, and natural sweeteners versus processed—that's also a big deal. You know what I mean? I would much rather put honey or like a brown sugar that, like, you know, like I buy like the I, I like buying the big like chunks of brown sugar, uh, like at the store, and like creating it myself and getting the brown sugar that way. Or sometimes yeah. you can buy it like packed or whatever. But yeah, and it's got let's see, honey's got antioxidants in it, and I mean, if you think about it, it's like. It's probably the freshest sugar that you could be eating because mm-hmm. it's literally from plant to jar. Mm-hmm. It's literally bees making that honey, converting that from pollen into the sugar molecules. Um, my favorite, my favorite fun fact is the fact that don't they don't isn't honey made out of like bee puke? Like don't they puke it up? Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my favorite part. Yeah. Um, so go get yourself some bee vomit. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so yeah, like I said, there's there's antioxidants. There's um, what is it? Research that shows that it can improve cholesterol. Um, it's got good benefits on heart health. Obviously, don't eat like half a jar a day, but having a little bit in your tea and like Dang. adding it, like let's say you know adding a little bit on top of um, you know some berries or your yogurt um, yep. in the mornings or something is is good. Yeah, I, I I'll do it with my overnight oats or I'll do it. Uh, um, if I have a sore throat, like I'll just have a spoonful of honey. Yes. And that's yes. like, there's so much. And that's my favorite thing to mm-hmm. do. I'll put it in peppermint tea and it's just, it's perfect. Soothes your, soothes the sore throat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So you see what I mean? Flavor, nutrition, all that good stuff. All the good stuff. Mm-hmm. I like it. Plus, you know, you know, if you, if you're getting your, your honey again, locally sourced, those beekeepers are taking care of it. If you have, you, if you've, if you've never have either like watch a YouTube video from like a beekeeper or like if you have a local beekeeper in your town, those guys are serious about their, about their bees. Like they take care of bees like they're babies. It is crazy. Like it's the kind of people that like go out and rescue bees. Like they like animal control will go out and say like, there's a beehive. They'll call these guys and they're just in there. They'll put their hand in there. Cause like, Oh, these, they're not going to hurt me. Cause I'm not hurting them. It's like, yeah. those are the kind of, and those are the kind of people. Cause you're, one bees are great for the environment mm-hmm. you know save the bees that's a big deal um and so it, those people that care are going to take care of the bees which is again good for the environment yeah. just by buying that locally sourced food you're doing your part and there's a helping. huge there's a huge issue with bees right now bees are disappearing they're dying yeah. and we need people to be rescuing them i actually had a coworker recently um i want to say this happened about a year ago where 
um, she found uh, like a beehive in her backyard. And I think she did. I think she called animal control. She called someone and they were like, hey, you know, either we're going to have to like eradicate this or you could just like you could just raise these bees. And she was like, yeah, like I'll raise these bees. And so now she just, you know, in her backyard, she's now a beekeeper and mm-hmm. she j- did all the research. She did everything. You know, she figured out what she needed to do to help this colony of bees thrive. She's now, it's so like, she used to come into work and she would talk about like the queen or something like that. Cause there, there were some like crazy, um, uh, behaviors that these bees had. And like, she knew when and where the queen would be. And, and it was just, it was absolutely insane to hear mm-hmm. about. Um, but it's also really good to hear that, you know, even in a time of crisis, you know, these bees just ended up in her backyard and she was like, heck yes, I'll take care of them. Like these yeah. are my bees. Bee now. people are great. Bee people Amazing. are like very interesting people. Like if you like, I'm telling you, go on YouTube, watch videos on like bees, and you'll you'll just get the vibe. Some of them are a little bit like earthy, like hug trees, whatever. But like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm an animal person, so I love we animals. Are, we are just enough and, hippie to be okay with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like I love animals. Like I, I I used to be the kind of guy that like like I you know I saw a spider, I you know like kill it. And I've kind of turned into this like. You know, just when we moved in here, there was actually a hornet's nest, which hornets are different. Those guys can go suck it. But, you know, <laughs> but there was a bee that like flew and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, what's up, little dude? Like, you know, hit him with the with the hang loose, like, you know, go off and make some honey, buddy. Like, you know what I mean? It was just kind of one of those like where, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, I would have like thrown a chunk at it and been like, get the fuck out of here. You yeah. Know? So, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I still scream and run. Oh, um, yeah. But <laughs> like, I'm just like. Yeah, go about I, your life. Dude. I I know they're good for the environment. I would never try to swat at it, not just because I'm scared of it, but I just I scream and run. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> go away from it. You don't I need just, to. Yeah. I'm I leave I leave the room. Um, so yeah, I feel like I feel like we we dove really really deep into how nutrition is is beneficial to the community and not just you know um you know the community that's around you, but even bee communities and, um, you know, communities all, all over the country because um, America's got a really, really big food problem right now uh, just because of uh, the modern farming practices that we have, you know, the, the conventional farming practices that these big name brands are using. Those are some of the biggest, the bigger contributors to this greenhouse gas problem that we have. So the more that we can support the small family farms, the more that we can support the regenerative farming is not only good for our own health, but our environment, the future, um, you know, of our planet. Um, and you know, just the future of the status of our food, because with, with this, this, these poor farming practices that these, that these companies have, um, we're losing a lot of nutrients in our food. So, you know, if you look at our fruits and veggies, they have, almost half the amount of nutrients that they used to in years past and that's that all comes from destroying the topsoil right because topsoil is full of nutrients it's got it's got its own microbiome and the more that we destroy that the more that we're destroying our own microbiome and our own health um so not to not to bring this back into a serious note but just to kind of circle back and and to just reiterate the importance of you know why making that change is not just good for you it's good for everybody yeah and and it's 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 great that we're talking about that because there is a flip side you know there is a flip side to you know eating well like like i said like the honey that i get it comes in like a glass jar glass is recyclable you know grasses or glass sorry i can't speak today (laughs) glasses glass is better for the environment than like a plastic you know like the plastic teddy bear that everybody knows that you know what i mean and you know 
and that's just kind of the reality because there's 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 that negative side you know what i mean if you're not eating healthy you're contributing to that Mm -hmm. you know and and i'm not here to judge you you know sometimes it's just easier i'm i'm in no place to judge anybody and that's just kind of not that's not my vibe i'm not here to tell you that you're bad for doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. but i'm telling you that you know there's good things you could be doing yeah i think that's the difference there are there are here to shame you for your teddy bear honey I I, I I used to I I used to yeah Yeah. I used to that used to be that was my childhood was the teddy bear honey Mm -hmm. yeah and um just you know switching switching over to the glass that's like a really good point because it is it's it's reusable it's more sustainable there's less um there's even less uh toxins coming from the container itself so Mm -hmm. plastic is not only you know horrible for the environment to be created and then thrown out um but it's also even horrible for the food or the liquids that it is containing because you know sometimes the plastics seep into the food and seep into to the into whatever liquid that we're that we are consuming um so going for the glass is is yeah all around better and that's you're talking the plastic like seeps in the food yeah i didn't know that Uh uh-huh yeah well i i I lied i didn't because i've always been told to not leave water bottles like in like heat like direct sunlight because like so that's that's when yeah. it gets the worst. So yeah. when you leave it in direct sunlight, that's when just the water just soaks up the plastics. Yeah. And um, I don't have like my full list in front of me, but everyone's heard of BPA, right? And that's found in plastics and everything. There's a lot of other chemicals um, that have their own little abbreviations uh, that, you know, get into our water. But BPA is the most infamous. Um so yeah, anytime something is is packaged in plastic, um, typically you find these chemicals. Um, so yes, when they're left out in the heat, you end up getting more of them into your food. Um, and this is actually this is actually an interesting topic because they're finding. Um, so even though yes, there's so there's conflicting evidence when it comes to BPA on and whether or not it's cancerous because there was like a huge thing about it. And now every time you buy something plastic, it's always like, hey, we're BPA free. But there's a lot of other chemicals that there's that they're not mentioning. Uh-huh. Um, but overall, um, they're finding that there's a link between BPA levels in a person's system and obesity. However. It's a chicken or the egg kind of situation because they don't know if the BPA itself is contributing to those people becoming obese or if it's the fact that these obese individuals have more BPA in their system because they tend to eat more packaged foods. Interesting. Right. And for the folks at home, uh, just to kind of give you a little science lesson, uh, BPA is by... by Bisphenol? 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 Bisphenol A. Bisphenol A. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm trying to be informative here. Where's Siri? This is usually, with that? This is usually Taylor's <laughs> job. Uh, but it's it's an organic synthetic compound with the chemical formula of something, something, something. Um, it's basically uh, a synthetic. Yes. Oh, and thing. I think phthalates is another one. Um, but it starts, it's the one that starts with a P. So P T H A L A T E S, mm-hmm. and that's found in plastics. Um, I want to say I want to say there's still more research um, being done on whether or not that one is a forever chemical. And I don't know if you guys know what that is, but forever chemicals are basically just, um, you know, harmful chemicals that are found in plastics and in our tap water, even that once consumed, um, it pretty much just stays in your system. Interesting. And it just sticks around for forever. And some of them are cancerous, which is amazing. Well, and that's (laughs) the scary part. It's like you don't know like that. That's why. You know, what what we're talking about is so important is because knowing what you put in, not even knowing what you put in, but like knowing how things are packaged, knowing things like mm-hmm. doing that research can can be really beneficial for you. Right. It's not yeah. just about, you know, being a tree hugger and loving the environment. It's like, no, like 
you know, these plastics have stuff that, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong, there's going to be instances where, you know, that we're kind of trading off where it's good versus bad. You know, yeah. there's there's a yeah. good reason to use the plastic versus whatever. Yeah. Um, but, there are trade-offs in, in yeah. everything. So it's not it's not me sitting here and being like, hey, this is what's good for you and this is what's bad for you. And who do you think you are using plastics? I use I use plastics. I'm you drinking, know, it's I'm drinking water out of yeah, a plastic bottle right now. Yeah, it's and it's because again, there's trade-offs, right? So our tap water is full of these forever chemicals, right? And um, so so I mean, I know in our household, I mean, obviously, I can see you guys, you guys drink uh, Crystal Geyser, right? In our house, we do Crystal Geyser and Arrowhead, and so because we don't want to be drinking the tap water anymore, now we're drinking water out of plastic bottles. Mm-hmm. So it's just like there's there's just that trade-off, like which one. Which which is the le- the least harmful one to be absorbing, ingesting, taking into your body? And so for us, it was it was the plastic bottle. Um, but we actually got I got really lucky um, with Ava's milk because we used to buy those big gallon milk jugs that like were the plastic you know clover ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a brand I think they're called Strauss Family Farms. Um, they come out of a glass container, these half gallon glass you know jugs. Um, uh, and like it's, the milkman brought it. Yes, exactly. And as soon as I saw it, it said organic and it said um, homogenized milk or something like that. So the the uh, the pasteurization process is just a little bit different. And so um, it's not nearly as destructive to the nutrients in the milk. I'm pretty sure I need to double check my research on that. Um, But I was like, oh, my God, not only is this better for my daughter because it's coming out of a glass container, um, there's more nutrients in it and it's out of a glass bottle. And when I went to the cashier, I was like, Hey, you know, can I, when we finish this, like, can I bring this glass bottle back? Cause I was like, I don't want to just throw it in the recycle. Like if I can bring it back and they can send it back to, you know, the, the farm, like that'd be perfect. She was like, yeah. And then you get two belt, you get $2 back for it. I was like, amazing. I was like, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of the time that she's drinking milk. Like this is incredible. That's awesome actually really cool right and that's another reason why you know i miss that there used to be a milkman that came and dropped off glasses of milk and you would you know drink them with your family throughout the week and you would put the glass back outside and they would pick it up and reuse it why don't we do that anymore because money 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 it's all about that it's all about the money that's why your dollar is your vote people i like that i like that no and that's that's you know you'll get a kick out of this i don't know if you've ever heard of this have you ever heard of the uh like there's farms that like will have people come out and eat drink like fresh milk like from the cow and then they'll do like a hot chocolate with it like it's like a thing yeah it's a thing I did not and know that they they do like a spiked hot chocolate out of and is that even good yeah it's delicious really? it's delicious and and this is this might be just cuz my hispanic family is hispanics are we're we're a whole another breed of people but <laughs> there there's said to be some medicinal uh like benefits to it as well it's just like you know like yeah. the, like those nutrients like you said yeah um but i'll have to figure out i haven't gone in years but my mom is like it's like one of her favorite things there's a place out in morgan hill that that'll do it and yeah i'll have to if you look at like a microscopic picture of milk of raw milk so before it's it's mm-hmm. been pasteurized versus after it's been pasteurized it's like it's almost like in the first picture you can see like a cluster of like all of these like you know mm-hmm. like fats and and nutrients and everything like that and in the second picture it's just bare Mm -hmm. and it just looks empty yeah which is so crazy and then there's that whole because i think uh what is it they i think so they sell raw milk at sprouts and whole foods and and whatnot and that's a huge thing because typically people who are lactose intolerant can actually tolerate raw milk pretty well um 
But unfortunately, some of the some of the news articles on raw milk are a little bit scary because, you know, when it is raw, there is that possibility of, of getting sick and, mm-hmm. you know, getting some food, some pretty severe food poisoning. Uh, and I think that's what kind of veers people, veers people off yeah. of it. But there are so many nutritional benefits to raw milk. Yeah, And I think that's one of those places where we invite you to do your research and, yes. and kind of learn and for talk yourself, to your doctor right? and yeah, the yeah. whole thing. We, we don't know what your you know, your, what, uh, what your body can tolerate. Exactly. So mm-hmm. do your research. We're just kind of guiding you that way. If you want to mm-hmm. give it a shot, if there's a place nearby you that does this, I, it's a really big thing in like Hispanic. It's like a, like it has a name, but I don't even know what it is. Cause I'm not that into it, but that's crazy. I just remember going and it was delicious. And I can't, I can imagine it's probably like the creamiest milk you've ever yeah. tasted in yeah. your life. Yeah. We'll have to, I'll have we'll have to, to go. So day. we have some we have some plans. Yeah, you know? we do. We have a lot of plans, and you know yeah. we'll get back to you guys on that on some of that stuff. Um, so yeah, I honestly, uh, at the end of the day, I'm gonna. I probably I've probably said this like five times tonight. Um, but taking care of your own health is not just good for your own well being, for your family's well being. It's good for everybody around you. Um, there are tons of you know environmental toxins that we are fighting. So there are trade offs. Um, I'm not sitting here giving, you know, talking about all of this stuff, expecting, expecting everybody to be perfect because I'm not perfect, but doing the best you can makes, you know, the biggest amount of effort. Um, and yeah, I just, it's, 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 it's a topic that's very, very near and dear to my heart. And so that's why it's like, not only do I, do I try and, and push some of my family and friends to eat healthier, not just for their own well being, but just because again, I know it's going to be good for everybody around us so hopefully you know you guys took something from uh this conversation um and hopefully you know this it inspired you a little bit to make at least one change in your life um if it did please please post about it and please tag me i love having conversations about this i love seeing that i love um just you know seeing people improve their lives better their lives i also love seeing people do research if you guys do some research and you have questions or if you know something that i said earlier in the podcast was questionable please come back to me please come to me with research i love learning new things i love conversation um and i just i i love i love connecting so hopefully this helps you guys live the vital vita and that's it for today i like it i like it 